Came got a little cough, as yeah. you can tell. The weather's been changing. Yeah. I think it's good, though, man. We got to go through a cleanse every now and then. Las Vegas has been dry for so long. A little wetness. A little, mm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Welcome back to the Money Dinner Podcast. Episode number 80 is 80, 86. 86? Dude, 14 more episodes, and we got 100 episodes. 100. That's crazy that we've been doing it only for a year now. Well, a little bit over a year, but. A little bit over the year. 2018 to 2019. Good shit, bro. Man, I'm proud of us, bro. This is the one thing we haven't given up on. I know. We'll all right. Damn, it was almost perfect. <laughs> uh, why? Why? The clap. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, just keep it in there. We'll edit it out. We'll edit it out and we'll do another one. Oh, no, no, I was just looking. We'll do it again. Uh, well, now we got we fire, we got wait for me to go. Uh, yeah, man, we've done 100 episodes. The one thing we've uh, always uh, stay consistent with. All right. Nice. Cool. On today's episode, we got. Ryan Brunty, and if you guys haven't heard of this, I'm pretty sure you have. This cat is pretty. Uh, probably pretty, seen his art around. That's for sure. You probably seen his art around, especially if you've been to John's. Uh, Grouchy was it Grouchy John's, right? Grouchy John's Coffee. So I, many places. He's I done, went. He's I went there so one time. Murals. So he's done what? Is that what they call murals? Mur- murals. Murals. I always say mural. Before we get started, I'm gonna do a quick little bio about Ryan Brunty. Ryan Brunty is an artist, musician, and founder of Depressed Monsters, which is a lifestyle brand focused on mental health awareness through the character Yerman. We got a lot of questions. I'm excited to get this podcast Yerman. going. How yeah. do you spell Yerman? Yerman. Y E R M A N. I was gonna be did, like J U R. Did you uh, text him to come over? Yeah. To come on over. Yeah. Without further ado, episode 86 of the Morning Dinner Podcast. Subscribe, like, and comment. Love y'all. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. I'm losing so much hearing. Like, yeah, um, you can't be messing with yeah, that, Yeah, I can't mess with it, right. Yeah, I, I took that into consideration. Like, I started turning all my stuff down like three years ago. Started wearing earplugs. Yeah. Because like, every time you hear that little ring... That little e, yeah, that's a frequency hair or whatever. Yep, and it's gone forever. Dying. It never comes back. I got this new. Uh, thing, that's man. so sad, bro. I know. Maybe one day though, but when we get older, they might be able to repair, repair got, eyeballs, hairs. I have that. this new Apple Watch, the Apple iWatch Five, and it has the thing on there that tells oh. you how loud you're being, like decibels wise. What? And that'll send you. You can send it, set it to a certain threshold. Damn, you must be getting that shit a lot, bro. Bro, I'm in that. the car. That's I'm awesome. in the car. It's not even that loud. And I get being uh, a lot. Uh, oh, with your stereo. An hour of this can lead to permanent ear damage. I'm like, so you know what, bro? We're turning ours down. See, that's the scariest thing. Yeah, it's, it's like not that loud. He's already done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that loud. When I was in high school, naturally. I was in marching band, and this kid came up behind me and did a rim shot on the snare drum because I was in drum line, and he did a, a rim shot and for it damaged my right side <gasps> so bad that it yeah. like detached my eardrum, and I can barely hear it on my right ear that now. That hurt. Yeah, it hurts for weeks, like it, man. I'd scream. Yeah, and then now my left ear is starting to go bad a little bit. So I just got him checked earlier this year, and I'm like, it's bad. So I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to be super careful just because right. I know it's already going to be bad. Like, it's not going to get better. So I'm trying to be. You never know, careful. though. We, we're going, we're progressing with technology pretty well. So, man, I hope so. I really soon. hope ears and eyes can be replaced. Me too. Because I want my eyes replaced. I think Me those too. are going to be the first things to be replaced. Like, kind of how you go in for a haircut. They're so delicate. You're going to go in for new eyeballs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, can I get some new eyeballs today? I want today? gray eyes today. <laughs> That'd be <yeah>. tight. <laughs> that would be cool. Or who knows, man, or your eyes might be like Philip Hue light bulbs where you could just, <laughs> on your app, <laughs> change, change the, the colors. Hues. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Black and white today. That'd be cool. We're That'd all going to be living in VR in 10 years anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. 100%. <laughs> the only time I've ever had issues with my eye, with my ears is when I had this ear infection on my, I think it was my right ear. Bro, it was crazy. Like, it was so swollen. I don't know how I got this infection, but remember, I, I was crying. 
I was like in, in a lot of deep pain, and uh, they, they tears. Hit, just say tears. Uh, I was man, man tears because you're not supposed to cry, right? Yeah, uh, boys don't cry. Yeah, they, they gave me these eardrops to put in my ear, and uh, I was doing it for like a week. And for some reason, my my ear wasn't getting any better. Uh, my jaw started hurting because it's all affected. It's on yeah. this whole side of your your Dude, face. Dude, fucks with the equilibrium. Yep. Like yeah. you'll, you'll be yeah. off. You can't even walk right. I yeah. was getting depressed because I was like, they're never gonna get better, bro. Um, and I went to back to the urgent care and then, then, oh no, I went to the emergency room. I had to leave work because I couldn't like, I took two weeks off work because I couldn't go in Jeez. and I finally ran out of sick days. So I had to go in, force myself and then I had to leave early because I was like, I can't take this pain. I can't even eat. Ooh. I can't do anything. What was uh, it? They, they told me that it was so infected that it was swollen up that when I was putting the eardrops in, the liquid wasn't going in my ah, ear. Man. So they, they gave me this, they gave me this, bro, no joke. It's like a $5 little, um turkey baster thing no it's like a it's it's a soft tissue thing that you put into your ear and when you put the liquid it expands so it lets the liquid pass through your ear and for that they billed me like 800 dollars. <laughs> Because it yeah. was the because it was the emergency room. Yeah, that's our healthcare. So, that's healthcare our healthcare tip of the day: don't go to the er, don't go, don't go to the emergency room unless you absolutely get have your home to. remedies. Have so going. many people die though, just because it's so expensive, they can't afford that's to so sad. get it taken care of. It's so sad. Yeah, man. I really wish it was better. But anyways, let's get Me started too. with this podcast episode. Okay. We got Ryan Brunty in the house. What's, what's up, what's up Brian? Brian? How's your day going, man? My day's pretty good, man. Just got back from DesignerCon uh, yesterday. So what's that was up, DesignerCon? Yeah, what's DesignerCon? Oh, yeah, DesignerCon is, uh, it's the, I know it's America's biggest designer toy show. And uh, I'm not sure if it's the world's because there's a lot of different designer toy shows in the world. But uh, So yeah. what are some of the big name brands that kind of go to that? Uh, X-Large was there, which is a big clothing company. Oh, Funko wow. was there last year. Ooh, Funko. Um, who else was here last uh, this year? I mean, it's just, it's all the big wigs now. And it's cool because I started doing it about seven years ago with a different art group I was a part of. Mm-hmm. And then I did it solo, just under my own name. And then this is the fifth year with Depressed Monsters. And uh, it's been really cool to grow with that that convention. Now you, like, you you had mentioned that you took, a, was it 12, 12 foot? Yeah, 12 eight foot. foot. Eight foot Yerman. Yeah, yeah. So my character is Yerman, and I took a, um, I brought an eight foot version of it. That it was the first time exhibiting it outside of Vegas, and so it was awesome, man. There was like a line of people trying to take pictures with it. I had yeah. uh, Z Trip, which is he's a, a famous DJ. He took some pictures with it. Z Trip is a beast. Yeah, he's dope, and <laughs> yeah. so he posted a picture with it, and just people were just freaking out about it, and it was really cool, man, because like. For me, Yerman means one thing, which I'm sure we're going to get to in the podcast, but it's so cool to see it mean different things to different people. So I can bring it as a toy or as an eight foot version and people are going to perceive it as a so different thing. Real so quick, it's really I have cool. a question. Yeah. How do you make the eight foot, foot version? Like, I had to people? outsource that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So someone else made that. So, um, yeah, I just found someone that was good at is it. How heavy? much do you pay for shipping? Like, so heavy. Must be what crazy. is it made out of? Like. Uh, is, it, is it like wood frame probably? Yeah, I guess so. Like if that? you don't know who, I, I guess I'll do an intro first. So if you're just tuning into the podcast, yeah, it's yeah, not please. just like we're just jumping right <laughs> into it. But yeah, so I'm Ryan Brunty. I'm founder of Depressed Monsters, which is a uh, lifestyle brand and mental health advocacy group. Um, my character, Yerman, was a self-portrait I did when my grandpa passed. Mm-hmm. And so my grandpa passed in 2012 and um, I did. I was doing watercolor portraits that were little depressed monsters at the time. And so I was taking like universal monsters like Dracula and creature of the black lagoon and all these different monsters. And I had a template I was doing. And so it was really nice for me to get into like the, the monotony of drawing of the same template with different monsters, but they were always sad looking. I called them depressed monsters. And so that helped me like start getting back to normal. And then one day this self portrait I did was Yerman and it was this little fuzzy monster. And I looked at it and I was like, 
okay, that's that's how I'm feeling right there. And so I, I put it out online and Twitter was a lot different back then. And the reception was really positive and loving and people understood like, they're like, oh, okay, it seems like Ryan might be going through something. And everyone was like really positive about it. And so it got me out of my house after two weeks. I lost my job. I lost friends. Like it was, it was a really, really dark time. I didn't think I was going to survive it, honestly. That's a depression for you, man. That's when it hits. Yeah. And you don't even realize it at first. And then every day starts blending together. And so, and I didn't even realize I had depression issues. I mean, my, my family, um, doesn't talk about it, you know? And so, um, which I think is, you know, pretty common, especially with, uh, the older generation, you know, don't talk yeah, about just, your, your just wipe it and off and right yeah. yeah bro i'm i'm mexican we don't talk about that because we don't get we don't get depression you know what i mean like that's 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 other people other people do that deal with that that's stuff. how my family is too yeah. yeah we don't get that that's weakness that someone else has yeah and so that's what i thought it was and yeah. so i never wanted to accept it and all that stuff but i mean after those two weeks i was like dude something's really wrong and so um the care you know yerman was the character that helped me get back to to normal and and so i started going to coffee shops drawing it more i started focusing on it i mean i never thought i was going to be an artist or build a brand or anything like that but i just kind of kept at it and i kept focusing on the character and people really received it well I've been really lucky because people have always been really positive about my art. Like I've never really had to deal with trolls or like people like hating on it because it, I mean, it really, it comes from a really, really authentic place. And I try to portray that in the artwork too. And so long story short, um, now the clothing is found on um, Zappos and Amazon 6 p.m. I do toys at DesignerCon once a year. Um, and then I do public speaking across the country for, to, at colleges and stuff, talking about my journey with depression and Yerman and, 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 uh, turn it into like a motivational talk almost to help other people go through theirs where I have people draw their depressed, their, their depressed monsters with me and That's try tight. to, so I try to like That's cultivate tight. a community around it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I think it's really important to research the right terminology and all those things. And so, um, I did that early on and I've been really focused on slow growth with the brand, but, um, this year has been really, really cool. And there's been a lot of cool stuff happening this year. And 2020 is going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the short story in case you don't know who I am. That was kind of like the... We wanted oh, to get into perfect. your backstory because I, yeah. I had heard it um, before we, we had you on the podcast. Um, I gave kind of like a brief overview of, oh, okay. of who you are and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been looking you up and I, and I looked at some of your um, motivational speaks that, you ha- that you've done and other podcasts that you've done. Um, it's very inspirational, man, because you say you drew Yerman out of your own personal, like you wanted to kind of like look at what your depression looked like, like give it a, give it a character, right? Right. You wanted to bring it to life and kind of like say that this is what it is. This is what I have. Well, I don't think that was the intention actually. Okay. I mean, I think it was more so like, that's kind of how I, how I looked at it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think, well, cause I, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately and mm-hmm. like I, as time goes by and, and I go through therapy once a week and all that stuff and I'm able to talk through it, like my mm-hmm. recollection of the events definitely changed. But like when I was definitely, when I was starting that, it was my only means of, of like feeling normal again and like getting down to like the nitty gritty of just creating something helped me like feel better. And so there was really no intention of anything. It was just, it legitimately was just like self portraits every night. I would just like make myself do a self portrait. And so like they all look different. And so one would be like this grotesque picture of me with like tentacles coming out or like it would just, it would sometimes it would get really dark. Like I talk about in my talk Mm -hmm. sometimes is like, I went through this one period where I I punched through a, a, a frame just because like I couldn't get, to feel normal like and I was just so frustrated with it and that was another self-portrait I was doing at the time that's that was the breaking point for me essentially but yeah it's it was it's it's been an interesting journey for sure and like to look back at it now and have the tools necessary to like manage my depression and anxiety now because I'm not sitting here saying that I don't get depressed or 
get anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I have anxiety every single day. Yeah. And but now that I, I I see a therapist and I can have the tools necessary, like I'm finding it's easier just to kind of stay right in the middle instead of high, having those highs and lows. So it's it's easier now. But like hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I wish I could go back and tell myself like things would be better tomorrow and all that stuff. And I think that's why I'm so motivated now to like donate to mental health agencies and like try to adapt it into and, and, and like help other people through the talks and stuff like that is because tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is another day and, and hopefully it is brighter than yesterday. And that's what I try to aim to, to portray my art essentially. Yeah, man, that, that, that's deep. And that, that I, I've gone through like, and I don't, I don't know how to, how to classify something as depression. Right. Cause I didn't grow up knowing what the, what symptoms were. Right. Like, to me growing up i thought depression was like oh you you don't you don't you can get rid of it just just change your outlook like that's all it is right uh but the older you get the more you realize like it's not as easy as it looks oh yeah um especially like i, I don't know you tell me is, is this depression when you kind of look at every day as is as if it was the same as the day before you don't see any change you don't see progression you're not happy with who you are and where you're going is that kind of like a depressive thing because that that's could, kind of a little bit where where i've been before yeah and i don't know how to classify it like is that something that I'd, I'd have to go see a therapist to kind of talk through or like how does that work yeah i don't know i mean i'm definitely not a licensed therapist so i can't really give out yeah. um advice so or, speaking from or, your personal but like experience. personal experience for me i mean that could definitely lead to depression i feel like um i feel like everything's tied really closely so i think that the issue is that we look at physical health as like a journey and stuff like that, but we don't look at mental health as stages, you know? And so if you're not focusing on personal development and personal growth or like getting out and seeing the sunshine and things like that, it definitely could lead to depression. And like, I know my depression feels different than your depression or your depression. Yeah. And like mine feels like the, the colors dim. I feel sluggish. Um, I feel unmotivated. I don't leave my house. You start getting into the cycle the of cycles, like right. doing the same thing every day and not looking forward to things, right? Right. And that's the most important thing that alarms me is when I'm not looking forward to something, I know something's wrong and I have to like hit the breaks and go, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, I'm not sure because I think everyone's depression is different. Yeah, I think I, it's really unique. I haven't had like that depression where it's lasting, it's getting worse and worse and worse, but I had those days where I wake up and I'm like, damn, what's the meaning of life? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, what was the point? Why, like, like, why, why am I we, working towards? Like, what are we really right. working towards? And it gets scary. It gets like, whoa. Daunting. And it goes, and it shoots down, and it goes really, but then you're like, whoa, whoa. You just have to, I, I start thinking of my, of my family. I got my friends. I got good people around me. Like, I'm living. I'm breathing. You got to have that ground. We're, we're richer than probably most of the world. It, I'm not trying to sound like uh, no, materialistic, it's, but it's like, there's people, and we're, like, the one thing that made me super sad, and I, I do it now to, like, really come back to reality is uh i seen like uh and it gets it tears me up bro like i can't control it kids who have cancer when they're babies mm-hmm. that shit it destroys me yeah. it's like damn dude makes like, you question everything you, you're like whoa he's like it was born to literally pass away probably in two or three years a lot of them because you know like and it, this kid doesn't know but it's the saddest thing it, it destroys me and i'm yeah. like whoa okay i really gotta like get out of this but you know sometimes it's harder than that because it's not that easy to just snap your fingers and be there you know what yeah I mean? so, our brains are tough man it's and super brains, annoying like my therapist always says not to latch on excuse me and so don't the way i look at it is that this is the way that i explain it in my in my talks is that um we're all ships we're all out in an ocean and we're all like we see other ships come by so right now we're in an ocean i see your ship i see your ship i'm saying hello we're talking we're having a nice conversation but then as we go, the weather gets worse yep. and my ocean is a lot 
wavier than yours maybe because maybe you're riding a high right now but i'm like sinking right now and then all of a sudden my anchor catches on something maybe it's like i'm having a bad day because i got broken up with or maybe my dad said something mean to me or some shit like that mm-hmm. excuse me can i cuss on this yeah okay i cuss a lot yeah, so um i think <laughs> I heard. you know um so you know maybe someone said something mean to you or something like that and then your anchor catches on to that that's gonna drag you down to the o- to the uh, bottom of the ocean, but if you don't let your anchor catch on to something and you just observe things, then you can't get dragged down, and you have a way easier job because it's way easier to navigate a choppy sea if you're just up here. But if your anchor gets caught on something, you're gonna drown, and you're gonna drown deeper and deeper so into how do you that. Get that anchor out. So I mean, some of the tips are you know uh, just observe and don't uh, don't let your emotions get involved as much essentially so like if you say you know screw you or something like that I could go oh man maybe I'm a piece of shit maybe he's right maybe maybe I'm nothing maybe you know or whatever mm. but inst- or you can just say oh maybe he's having a bad, a bad day. day yeah you know and maybe or maybe I did do something and I and I can reflect on it and go hey you know what I did do something and I'm sorry I hurt your feelings or something oh, like that man. and so it's tough yeah. cuz like every situation's different and we we are met with like thousands of these things almost every day or hundreds at least and so everything is a decision to go how am i going to greet this am i going to greet it with positivity and light or am i going to greet it with letting my anchor sink me down to the bottom of the ocean and so that was the hardest thing for me to learn um and i'm just getting to the hang of this like maybe in the last couple years or so because i'm a very emotional person like i was the kid that would cry about everything as a kid like i would you know uh, my birthday would be over and I would just start crying because, uh, you know, it was the best day or whatever. Happy tears though, right? Yeah. No, it was sad tears because I was so sad that it wouldn't oh, it happen over. again. It was over. <laughs> and it was like little things like that. And so That's like, crazy. you know, like everything made me sad as a kid. And so even into adulthood where I was just, I would get emotional about everything and I still do, but now I have an easier job of just like differentiating like what's worth this and what's worth and what's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, and that's a tough thing to do. It's not easy by any means. So yeah, your depression is going to look different than my ocean and my ocean is going to look different yeah, than your 100%. depression ocean too. And so that's kind of the way that I make sense of it. And to make things easier, like I have a whole like list of things in my talks that I talk about. And one of them is something that you mentioned earlier is that like always have something to look forward to. Yeah. If you have something to look forward to, it'll make things so much easier. Like if you're going, if you, say you have a family vacation booked for the end of the year, that last part of the year is going to be so much easier because you go, hey, I got to get through six weeks of work. I have to get through X, Y, Z, but I know I have this fun vacation planned at the end of the year or whatever. And it's not going to alleviate your depression or your anxiety, but at least it's going to give you something to look forward to at the end of the day. Because dude, our days get so droney and boring, man. Like the day to day of you know living in a capitalistic society is tough. I mean, everybody's trying to sell you something. Everybody everything. wants to, yeah. Everybody's trying to get your information. Yes. And yeah. yeah. And now that Facebook and Twitter have all of our information, now we're getting data hacked and all this stuff and they're selling our information. So yeah, everyone's trying to make money off of us. Mm-hmm. And like, unfortunately, that's just the society we live in. And so you can choose to like just drone through it and just say, oh, I'm just here to make money and I'm just here to provide and buy a house and whatever. Or you can go, you know what, here, I'm actually here to do something more than that and, you know, get excited about things again. Because I think it's so easy in this day and age. And sorry, I'm talking so much, but this this is something no, no, I'm like super good. passionate about. Like all day we're on our phones and all day we're just checking at other people's lives and how happy they are and all that shit because that's all they want to put out online. And so of course that's going to depress all of us because we're not living as good as this person. I mean, it's just impossible to compare ourselves every day to you know everybody we see, but that's what we're doing essentially. Yeah. So every second of the day you're on your phone, you're just comparing yourself to people and it sucks, man, because no one else has had to deal with this in history before. That's because everybody everybody yeah. posts their highs too, right? right? Yeah, like this, this, this is a photo. 
that this is as good as it's gonna get for me. Like, yeah. Did this right now? This is my best life. And when you don't feel like you're living your best life, you compare your now to your to their then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's I have trouble with that, man, because I'm trying to build a brand right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's 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 hard. It's hard to build a brand. I we mean, feel everybody has a brand, right? And so I have to wake up every day and just go, what differentiates me from XYZ? Who do I want to collab with? Who do I, you know, like who is, is doing cool things in the space? Who, you know, XYZ. It's just, it's just all day looking at these. And then you look at your feed and you just go, oh my God, they're killing it. They're, you know, they're at ComplexCon and they're doing this and like they're doing these giveaways and all this stuff. Oh man, I wish I was there. Why am I not there? I'm a piece of shit. And then you just yeah. sit there. Like for oh. example, what you just said has so much truth to it. Like I said, I got back from DesignerCon. I only posted the highs, you know, like, yeah, the toys sold out within the first two hours on, on VIP night. Like for me, that's a huge win. Congrats, like, I felt, man. That's, that's nice. Thank that's you so dope. much. But like, you don't see me in the hotel room with my girlfriend just going, is it good enough? You know, like, and like just talking to her ear off. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. no one sees that side of it. Nope. And I'm constantly just always going like, is it good enough? Is my product good? Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, like, am I doing enough good? Am I, am I trying to help people enough? Am I doing X, Y, Z? And it's so like... It gets to the point where I just have to go, I have to literally tell my brain, just stop, just stop, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just stop and just focus on the good. And I have a, that's my biggest issue with my depression and anxiety is that I don't focus on the good enough. And it, it, it sometimes leads me down a path of just like questioning everything. And that's yeah. not healthy. I, I, hate, I hate that, man. Thoughts are the worst. I, I hate that. Worst. I, and the, yeah. you kind of brought up a good point. I wanted to talk about it earlier. Um, I, I hate when I look forward to something. And I wait, right? It's, it's I'm like let, let's let's just say it's a vacation, or it's like a you're going on a dinner date with your friend or something, right? You're looking looking forward to it, and then something hits your mind to where you don't allow yourself to enjoy that moment. Yeah, that's the worst, bro. Yes. We, we talked then, about that in the last the last podcast. Yeah, man. I, I like how, how, what 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 is a good way that you feel if you've encountered that same situation for you to get past that? Because I hate it, bro. I hate it when I like I plan something or I'm looking forward to something all week, and then it gets there. And like maybe I built up something in my head that's bigger like than I what have the to situation is going to be, or something. yeah. Or and then you and then you got to do something now. Also, it's like now that gets in the way, or maybe some external force. Like, oh, I had this, I had this plan with my friend, and we're going to do this, but something more important came up, and it, it's not as fun to do. It kind of or you know cramps the the mood of things, and sure. it, it, it throws you out of your funk. You know? Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend always talks about expectations versus reality, yeah. and and she it's there's a lot of power to that man because i do that same thing where i build something up in my head and i'm like oh you know this is gonna go this way it's gonna be the best and then when it doesn't go that way i go why wasn't it the best you know all that stuff and and like the only thing that i can do like say right now to help with that is that helps me because that's all i can say right now is like what helps me because i don't know what's gonna help everybody or whatever is that like sometimes i'll take my fingers and i'll go like this and it helps me get grounded and i'll rub my toes in my shoes and it helps me go like just think like i'm sitting here right now I'm having a good time having a conversation. Nothing else is wrong. I'm safe. I'm, you know, I'm in a house that's, that's awesome. Like this house is freaking cool and the lights are awesome. And that's like right. everything's cool right now. We're going to have a good conversation for the next hour and just gets me grounded. And like, I do this like what probably that, too much. What is that called? Cause I was talking about that with, on the last podcast is like when you do, you can like, you can go back to like a good feeling and yeah. you can save it by like doing a, I'm not sure what it's I called. It's, called. Not like, it's, it's not it, like a mantra. It's like a. It's called practicing mindfulness. Yeah. Go. So we'll, that's, we'll I that. mean, I don't know what the actual word yeah. is, but it's just practicing mindfulness and yeah. just saying, you know, like being there and present. Because mm -hmm. I know for me, and I'm sure it's like this for you guys too, because you're creative types too, is that you're always looking forward to the future and like, what am I going to create tomorrow? What am I going to yep, do? Yeah, always. And it's just so exhausting. And so I have to really sit there and just like, 
sometimes I close my eyes and really get into it and it looks weird, but it really helps. And right. like, it's you know. enjoying the now. Right. That's the whole thing. I mean, right. Ted was talking about that last episode too. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is, that's crazy. Cause like I'd be doing that so much. I'm just like, I'll be doing something that should be enjoyable, but I'm thinking about, oh, I got to edit this. I got to mm-hmm. do this. And then tomorrow I want, I, maybe I have to do the, and I'm like, whoa, like sometimes I'm like, and I, I notice it when I'm driving home, like, damn, I didn't even get to enjoy that time with my nieces. Cause yes. I was so focused on yeah. editing and it. It does make me sad, and me I'm like, too. "Whoa," because I'm in this, because you're in this hustle bustle ro- like world, and you look at all these people killing it because they're just hustling all the right. time, and you're like, "Oh." But I think it's also but, like we're conditioned to feel that way. We're conditioned to feel like we have to always be on, whether it's like checking work emails at 9 p.m. When yeah. no one should be checking work emails after work. I'm sorry, but no one's job is that important. They have to be on all the time, unless you're like a CEO or you know like running a business or something like that. But like even still, you gotta carve out time just to not be on because mm-hmm. if not, you're gonna be missing out on those real life moments of spending time with your niece or, yep. or you know family members or whatever. And it's just not worth it, man. Life's too short. Life's yeah. too short. Like Tony, Tony, who's on your who's on your podcast a couple episodes ago, he he has a really good quote that's uh, what's the ROI on hugging your mom? Because not everything has to come down to making money. Right. Sometimes you just have to think about like what's gonna make you happy. And the return on investment is I got to spend time with someone who's, you know, like our days are numbered here. So let's yep. make the best of them that's essentially. True. That's yeah. one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, like man. It's um it's pretty deep, man. I was I was starting to think about like how being an artist is a, a being a brand business artist is such a counterintuitive thing because as an artist you're looking for your creative outlet you're looking for like how can I do things that make me happy yeah and then you're tying them and marrying them to something that's like business you're not very comfortable with it right like how how are you gonna create something that you love and then say oh here's it's it's twenty dollars it's thirty dollars yeah. and then you got to kind of be like a salesperson like oh well this is why you want it like. And it's very counterintuitive, you know, and and I think it's artists we're 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 always in a, in a not in a creative rut or like creative funk, but it's 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 just it's a it's a mode where, fuck, how, how do I explain it? It's it's hard to explain. Like maybe you do you it. know where I'm going with this? No, <laughs> I was waiting for it. It sounded. I good. know you had me. I was. Still, yeah, yeah. I was hooked on that. I was like, "We're yeah, keep going." We're, we're just we're just conditioned to like want to create this art, and then when it's time to sell it, it's it's like a, I don't know, man. There's two different sides to it, and it's yeah. just not. It's not a yeah, very the comfortable thing side to do. Is the worst thing as a creative, and it's one thing that's why like I'm trying to make investments into stuff I don't really care about because if they make me the money, then I can do I can fund the passion projects I want to do, and it, it it sounds a little like Ugh, I don't want to do that, but it's like. I hate when I have to like uh, mess up my creativity because there's a business portion part of it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I remember where I was going with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so I remember where I was going <laughs> Let's with get that. It. <laughs> See, I always just gotta Piece let you shit. talk for a little yeah. bit, and then it comes back to me. So that whole time you weren't listening to me. So, so, so pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you were just. <laughs> you know this. You know I tune out, bro. You know I tune out. That's hilarious. Uh, so like we're always um, uh, crap. <laughs> All right, keep talking. So we're setting this expectation for ourselves, right? As artists, we're always like trying to get that next level. And maybe you've experienced this to where you do something, you you have an accomplishment, but then you're like, well, I want to do better than what I did. Oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not as excited for what I just did because now having experienced that high, yeah. you know there's a greater high for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had a rough time with that, especially at the beginning because 
I mean, my brand is 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 super super. It's my baby. Like, yeah. I didn't. You know, I had a hard time with even putting it out there at first. Uh, any of my drawings. And then the first time someone wanted to buy a painting off me, I almost didn't sell it just because I was like, I don't want to get rid of this because then it's gone and, and I don't have it anymore. And I still have that. Like, you know, if, if I sell a painting or a toy or whatever, like I have the memories of creating that. And it's almost like I'm, I'm like selling a memory. And that feels really weird to me. Um, but it's also like a huge compliment that someone wants to buy my work too. Right. And that's something that I don't think I'll ever lose just because... Um, you know, there's so much competition out there. And the fact that someone looks at something I made, whether it's a t-shirt or a toy or a painting or just even a doodle, and they look at that and they go, you know, that's worth this amount of money to me. And that, that's just like the greatest compliment in the world. But yeah, it's it's a vulnerable place, man. Like any kind of art, creating art and putting, I mean, here's my biggest gripe. I don't know if this has anything to do with what you just said, but I think it does. Mm. Um, and I was it always usually It yeah. always usually does. Yeah. <laughs> Is that... When you were okay, so when when Picasso was making art, he he cracks me up because first of all, he he was alive and famous, which most artists don't get to enjoy. I mean, now it's a little different just because social media has made right. everyone famous mm-hmm. essentially. But he would go around his town and he would barter with his own drawings, and so he would go, "I want to buy that." Uh, do you want me to give you money or how about I just doodle for you real quick? And he would trade his doodles for... That's so baller. For, right? Like how... That's super oh, baller, right? That's tight. Walk around with a podcast set up. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a podcast with you for, for that can of soup. Yeah, we ain't getting <laughs> nothing. I just, like, I just wish I had that confidence <laughs> right. to not feel vulnerable and not question it and just be like, I know this is worth X amount and I know that you want this. So here you go. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever have that. And I don't think most people will either. But what I was trying to get to is that with social media, we are forced to get out of our vulnerable state and put it out online for people to see. So I know for me, when I first started, I sucked. I was terrible. I didn't know anything about anything. I was learning. But my art school was social media because I would put it out and I knew where I was getting better and I knew where I was getting worse. And if I had to go back, I would never do that again because that's like the worst way to go to art school is by just putting it out online and letting people critique you. Like yeah. it's like you're doing a thesis every post. Yeah. And that's <laughs> insane to me, man. Like why like what is some like why why do we feel like we have the right to critique someone's work, their art, their livelihood? Like why like that's just bonkers to me and i guess only if you ask for it right well i mean like were you like what do you guys no, think it, I, 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 I don't I, know i know like, what he's talking you about you know what i mean like yeah well it's also because when you post something online it goes from leaving your vicinity to in, entering the world yeah, right the public and, domain. And, and if you're gonna put something on my feed it becomes mine and then I have to have I have a right to say how I feel about it. You know what I mean? But is that it's crazy? The, it's to that you psychology. Is it, it is crazy right? to me. But it, but that's the psychology behind yeah. it. And we were kind of talking about it with Ted last week. I we love were, Ted. Were, Ted and I go way. Back. I don't know if he remembers me, but I used to hang out with him a long long time ago downtown. Yeah, that's man. Yeah, I watched ours, his episode and I was like, Ted, that's ours unlimited, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great conversation we had with yeah, him last week. But yeah. we, we kind of brought up the fact how like now we have this social currency, right? Where we know where we now we like the posts of people that we want to give our social dollars to. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, oh, I may follow 300 people, but I'm only going to like 10 of their posts. Yep. You know, because I because it's valuable enough to me that I'm going to contribute to the, the the growth of this. Right. Yeah. Social currency. And, and it's you also know? because it's we're bombarded with it so much that we have to be super selective about, you know, because we don't have all day to be. I mean, some people do, but we don't have all day to go oh, like, like, 
Like yeah. every single day, every single day, you know, there's too much content. Yeah. If you try to watch everybody's story, you if you refresh it in another hour, there's another 20 minutes of content. Right so there, you know? I I purposely only follow like 30 people on my personal, and I follow, and then on Depressed Monsters, it only follows my account mm-hmm. on purpose because I know myself, and I know that I get sucked into those endless cycles so easy. And and Instagram is built to make you fall into that endless loop like that's what they want you to do they want you to keep cycling through that's why the algorithm is built the way it is so that way you just keep cycling yeah. through you never like stop a, i know you like this yeah and like you they don't want you to stop because if they have your attention then they can get your dollar spend too because people are spending ad dollars on their on their sponsored posts and stuff mm-hmm. but anyway I, I i know myself well enough to know that like if i follow a ton of people i'm just gonna stay on my phone all day and not be productive or not create anymore and then get super depressed yeah. and then get back to where I was in square one. So like, that was how I kind of helped like myself do it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I do, I really miss seeing all my friends on, you know, like their posts and all that stuff, but it's also cool. Cause it gives me something to talk about when I see them. Right. You know, cause like, like what you've been up to. Right. And, you, I and you genuinely don't, don't know. know. Yeah. 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 Like I know you had a daughter, but you know, like how old is she and all that stuff. And maybe it makes me seem like I'm, I'm rude or whatever, but like, that's how people used to do it. So yeah. why not get back to that? You know, I, I like that little bit of mystery too. When you don't know everything that's going on with your right. friends, you know, uh, especially since everybody only posts their highs, you kind of like, I don't know. I like running into somebody and being, and being like, how have you legitimately been? Like, I me too. I don't know, man. I, like and I I do it to a little bit. I don't stay as much on on social media as I used to. I used to be on there for hours, but now it's like I I just open it to look to see if I have any not- notifications because I used to have notifications turned on all the time. Yeah. To where like even though my phone would be locked, I'll get Bing Bing <sighs> list like this DM this comment and I I it, bro it, it got so annoying that I went to my settings and I turned it all off. I was yeah. Like, I don't want to get any notifications from Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram. I don't want any notifications unless it's like a text message or like a call. I'll, I'll, I want it to go to my screen. Yeah. Everything else can, can wait to yeah. get there, you know? It can wait, right. So, and that's the thing is like, I don't, I think we're losing grip with reality. The fact that like, things can wait, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I don't have to answer a call right In away. A 10 second, or, like, like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or like driving, like, I used to be on my phone while driving. It's terrible to admit that, but like, I think enough people. We've all done do it, it yeah. man. Everybody's <laughs> done it. Like, I like right. the little phone it's thing so now dangerous. though, that you can like get that text now. So if people text you, it says, so you, I, so you don't driving. have that urgency mm-hmm. of like, oh, I got to let them know I'm driving. Like right. you text them for you and they're like, now that fool knows. Like I'm yeah, driving. I'm not, right. trying to, not trying to get in a car wreck right now and hurt somebody else just because yeah. I wanted to respond to a text message. Yeah, it's just, it, dude, it's so weird, man. Like the times we live, it's just, it blows my mind ever. Sorry to spend so much time talking about it. But like, <laughs> it's all good, no, man. No, it's good, man. It's good like, to talk about. Yeah. You know, these are things that I feel like are on everybody's minds. But nobody really talks about them, you know. And I like talking about it. I like talking about a depre- about depression and feeling things that anxiety, things that nobody really wants to talk about because they're not really like because one day, right? Yeah. One thing is somebody could be listening and they maybe never thought of this. Now they hear this and they put it into their reality. Like, damn, I should start maybe getting off social media more. Maybe I should start looking at my depression and why I've been feeling sad. And I think that's a that's why I like when people post stuff about that, not about like what they're doing for dinner or what they're like um i like when people post their fails because it makes it more human to me yeah i like when people aren't perfect because it's like ooh, okay i just re- i tried a little campaign human. around that last year oh sorry were you gonna say something no no, no I, I, yeah go ahead <laughs> I, I tried to, so i i took a real long break from social media last year uh on my personal like i think i took like i don't know six months or something like that and it wasn't even on purpose i just stopped yeah and i don't even know why like i just stopped 
one day I just it was like like it was as if it, like I was smoking cigarettes forever, and I, one day I was just like, I don't want a cigarette ever again. Yeah. And so then I stopped doing it for a while, and then I think like eight months later, I was like, okay, well, I'm not posting anymore. What if I try this? And so I started doing this thing called stress self portraits, where I would only post a self portrait because self portraits are super important to me because I don't I don't really like um, I don't look at myself a lot, and so and it's like out of uh, just self consciousness and and the whole myriad of stuff when, like when, when you do a self-portrait you put a mirror in front of yourself and you draw yourself no no no, no, no. but like work? i'll take like my hair color and my eye color and like maybe like a face structure thing or whatever and i'll try to incorporate that into it but then it's more so just about like how i'm feeling and so i'll like i just do that stuff just so that way you can tell it's a self-portrait but the whole idea with the stress self-portraits was i would draw whatever was stressing me the hell out that week and what was making my life hell and so like i would di- i did one like i started working out a year ago because my therapist kept telling me to and i was like okay i guess there's some power to that and i fucking hate it i hate going to the gym it's like <laughs> every time i go there i'm i look I, like i I'll, I'll walk on the on the treadmill and i'm just like when is this going to get fun, man? Like it's never fun. <laughs> and so like the, st- the stress self portrait was all about that. It was like, it was making fun of the fact that like I hated it, but it was necessary. And so I did that one. I'm trying to think of other ones too, but it was all about the idea of like, we don't show what stresses us out. We just show like the good parts or whatever. And so I did that for a while that got me back into drawing. Cause I was going through a really big creative rut. And then, um, it seems like every year around springtime and uh, wintertime, I go through these really, really huge creative ruts where I just, I, I'm, I get seasonal depression really bad. And so when the sunlight goes away or when the sunlight changes, I, I get really, really down. Yeah. And so it took me a long time to figure that out. But when I finally figured that out, I would try to start doing things that kind of like spur the creativity. So last year was the stress self-portraits, which actually turned into like some designs I actually used for the brand, which was super cool. And then uh, this year was I started doing like live streams on Instagram. And so that helped me to like, okay, I know I have to be held accountable because if I'm telling people I'm going to do them every Sunday, then I know I have to because, well, I mean, there's really no dire straits or anything like that but it's yeah, just like yeah. i don't want to disappoint people and i want people to come in and have a good time and like create a fun chill environment on a sunday night or whatever right right and so every year i try to like combat because I, I know it's coming i know like it's delayed this year like i know it's coming <laughs> it's november right now so i know it's coming soon and so i'm like always trying to just be proactive about it because i know how dark my mind can get and i just always try to combat it with something and for me art therapy is like the is the only thing that works that i found and so i really try to just focus on that essentially and it's so i mean you guys probably know this too like when you have a dry spell in your business or when you have a dry spell in 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 your field like it really fucks with you and so if i'm not doing a mural or something like that if i haven't done a mural in six months i'm like what the hell's wrong with me how come no one wants my artwork how you know all this stuff and then i I start getting down about it and like it's not an easy thing to talk about it's not an easy thing to like confess or whatever but i think it's important to, to be honest about it because i think a lot of people i think a lot of creative types try to act like they never feel these things and they're always Every, hustling no. everything's always good it's I'm so the opposite money. it's so the opposite right though, man yeah because i i know for a, for a fact in my career i've been extremely successful chuck as well but we still feel those things man we still go through, yeah like, it like, doesn't are matter. we good enough for this yeah right. like, doing stuff? or sometimes when you make a like let's say you make a certain amount from a commission or something you wonder like was it even really worth that? You start judge, you start doubting yourself, right? Um, and then and and kind of like you said, when you when you get those dry spells or like the seasonal, like no one's hired me. It's been 
been a month and I haven't gotten a single person reach out to me, you start going, well, maybe it's not worth that. Maybe I should lower my rates. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe it's, you know, maybe people are not seeing the value and you start going back to like, maybe I'm the problem, you know, maybe I'm not good enough yet. Yep. Even though everything you've done up to that point has been perfectly fine. As soon as, as soon as the income starts, stops coming in or you run into that issue, you start doubting yourself. Absolutely. But that, that's the artistic thing, man. We're always, we always know we can be better. We always know we can grow and we always will, but you know, I yeah. think the one thing that I've really like attached to like, uh, cause you know, usually people when they get sad, they find a vice mm-hmm. smoking, drinking, whatever. Like <clears throat> I like my, my thing, my vice is like, I'm like, damn. Okay. I start thinking of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm gonna go learn something. I'm going to go clean the house. I'm gonna go build something. And it's just like, that's what I really, that's why like, I, I know your art. It's kind of probably like, the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, but is that bad that I'm using that as a vice? Like what, I'm like, cleaning? Like cleaning or like learning something no. or doing like making music, like trying to get away from that. Like I'm not doing anything right now. There's nothing wrong I'm with that. Pe- yeah. I'm dude. I'm big on cleaning because I'm I'm OCD too, and so like yeah. uh, I I can't really create unless my space looks a certain way. Yeah, it doesn't have to here. be clean. It just has to look a certain way. It can't be like papers like this. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, I gotta put this over here. <laughs> right. Hide it. And, and, and yeah. I and I have to put something out. You don't always gotta be creating. Right. You don't always have yeah. to do the thing that right. makes the thing that makes you happy when you're doing it. You don't always have to be doing it, and and it's good that you have other things to fall back on. Like, oh, if I'm not doing that, there's something else yeah, that makes walk me happy. Your, go right. walk your dog. That I don't have. A, I don't have a a uh, how do you say a, a set expectation for you know like for if it's making music maybe you're not that good at making music maybe you're still but learning it's fun. but it's, it's fun, fun yeah you know and it gets your your mind off of that and i think the most important thing too is that like this is something i had so much trouble with is that our self-worth is not dictated by how much money we make or what we create it's dictated by how you live your life and if you're happy and you're creating positivity in other in other people's yep. life i feel like yeah and as long as you're just staying healthy and and not hurting people i feel like I agree. That's a good life. Brilliant percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. that we're so conditioned though to like we've been talking about, we're so conditioned to just think that we're always supposed to be on. Yeah. And it's exhausting, man. Like yeah. it feels like we're just a, you know, a hamster wheel just always spinning and that like for me that makes my anxiety just go nuts yeah. and I hate it. And I still, I, I, that's I that Gary Vee mentality, but, man. But yeah. Cuz I wake Gary up Gary mentality like, of like you always got to be doing something, right? Right. And, and th- that's good to an extent, but you also have to know yourself because not ev- not not everybody's a marathon runner, right? right? Not everyone's gonna be able to do what Michael Phelps can do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his, the fastest runner? What's his name? Um, Michael Johnson. Bolt. Uh, oh, Usain, Usain, Bolt, Usain yeah. Bolt. I went not way not old everyone, school on mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not everybody has those exact, you know, uh, things that make that make them them. Yeah, Gary Vee's a one of a kind. Like he has to understand, like. Gary Vee can probably do it, yeah. but Gary Vee is one out of a he billion. He gets tired too, though. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But, but he, for he, sure. And, and here's too. the thing, and he's also willing to give up things that a lot of people aren't. But he even said, to like, this is he what I said, like to like, do. He said, I see my kids like on certain times, like for an hour or two at night, mm-hmm. and may, we take a vacation once a year. Like that, that's it. Like he, outside of that, he's working. Yes. And and if that works for him. That works for his wife. Good. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be everybody's yeah, mentality, exactly. right? I look I look forward to weekends when I can spend time with my family or with my grandpa or whatever, you know? Those are things that I value. Yes, me too. If I had grown up a little bit differently the way he had, maybe I wouldn't value him as much. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I think you just have to know yourself and know what makes you happy and healthy, man. Yeah, exactly. for me too, like spending time with my, my family and my nephew and nieces and all that stuff is like my downtime to just be a kid again and, yeah. and just relax and not have to think about anything. When I was getting ready for designer con last week, I saw them and I had this I had a panic attack real bad where I was sitting at the dinner and like usually when I'm with my family I can be goofy I can just like 
not worry about anything. And I was sitting there at dinner and I ate real quick. I took my plate to the to the dishwasher and I was sitting like straight up at the at the um, table just sweating. And I was like, we have to go. We have to get out of here. And we just and I left because I was just I knew how much work I had to do. And I was like, oh, like that to me, like to cut time off short with my family, like kills me. That mm-hmm. kills me because because, you know, we we don't know how much time we have with the people we love. Yeah. And I'd like to spend as much time as I can with the people I love because that's the only currency I believe in is is the exchanging of words and hugs and things like that. And so it's really tough for me to like when my work seeps into my personal life like that and creates panic attacks or anxiety or anything like that's when I'm like, okay, well, how can I do this better next time? Like I'm constantly just trying to better my life and, and circumstances to not have to go through things like that again, essentially. But can you describe to me real quick? Like how does a, how does a panic attack and anxiety feel? Cause I don't think I've ever, exp- I, I think I may have experienced when I was younger and it feels kind of like when you start thinking about like, Oh, I'm going to die one day. Right. Yeah. And you start thinking about that. And yeah, you're like, exi- Oh wow. Anxiety. You start feeling, you start feeling outside of yourself and you, you're almost as if you're looking at yourself and right. you, it feels different, right? So, okay, I'm going to I'll tell you what it feels like, but I'm going to warn you like once I tell you what it feels like, you're never going to stop thinking about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like anxiety feels different for everybody. Yeah. Um you have to listen to your body, you have to be really in tune with your body. Like I'm starting to get more into like Taoism and things like that, which is like just feeling every moment in mindfulness and making sure that you understand every moment is important and just things like that. But my anxiety is a pit in my stomach and uh I get tingles and things like that and then mm-hmm. I start feeling like I'm not sick, but I feel like a weight in my stomach. Other people feel it in their heads. Other people feel it in their bodies. Other people yeah, feel I get it the wherever. Same as you, yeah, and, it, and that's when I know I'm like, uh oh, my anxiety is coming. And then the anxiety goes to the brain. And then you start having the repeating thoughts. Then you start having the, you know, like the self de- uh, degradation of just like, am I good enough? I suck, this or that. Or you start thinking about an embarrassing moment or you start thinking XYZ. And that's when it's just all downhill. Do do your hands ever like start start shaking or anything like that? When I have a panic attack, for sure. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. Cause like I, you just I, have to listen to your body. Yeah, I, yeah. Cause I thought it was more of like nervousness, but I guess it's anxiety too. Like you it know when be. you're you're on a big job and mm-hmm. you're going to a new job and you're like, damn, I'm this is gonna be hard because it's my first time doing this and it's kind of like I've never done this before and you get start getting that like sweaty hands. Yeah. Like, I hate that so much. But then like I finally like I started doing one thing is uh deep breaths. Like yeah. really, really like almost to the point where you go like lightheaded, yep. deep breath. Because like when they're like, do, do a deep breath. I just go, <sighs> but I'm like, okay, <laughs> breathe from the stomach, lungs, and then think of it going into your head and just keep doing that. Yep. And then it literally like, it's almost like self-meditation. Breathing is crazy. Yeah. It is. Really breathing is. is crazy, bro. Like I used to. Breathing can change your life. People man. used yeah. to say, oh, remember to breathe. I'm like, that's stupid. Oh, right. We breathe every day. Like, yeah. but, but you're but, not. You're short breath. I, we, <laughs> we, we, we breathe passively every yeah, day. Yeah. Exactly. We breathe in between doing things, right? If I'm going to say something, I just took a breath, didn't even notice it, didn't catch it. it yep. just, it's just to keep my body running. But when you close your eyes and you how good does that feel like it, so it, just, it feels yeah. like oh, a good. like a filtration system in your body you know in your yes. lungs you feel more that's open that's why cigar- cigarettes yes. work for so many people because it is it's a form of breathing you're also your oh, brain yeah. you know your brain needs that oxygen to to to, to stay healthy and keep, you know keep thinking keep working but that's why i tell cigarette smokers i'm like think about it you're just doing deep breaths mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you're I meditating essentially all that yeah but there's meditation in cigarette smoking if you guys don't meditate you should totally meditate yeah. oh it's the best it's As I, so I'm have you to, have you been on it 
Meditation? Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I, I was really good about it. You're supposed to do 15 minutes a day. That's supposed oh, to like see, and I'm already life, like, it's so tough to do that. Because you wake like, up and you're like, do I got shit? I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, but if you can carve out 15 minutes a day, bro, change your life. I have a buddy, uh, Gabe. Gabe Ng, he's a travel filmmaker, photographer. This fool's a beast. This fool's a beast. He, tra- he I think he meditates two to three hours a day. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, that but sounds he, amazing. I mean, he's one of those guys that I feel is gonna like live to be 200 years old because mm-hmm. he, I think he's like plant based and he's completely like always drinking these probiotics and kombucha or whatever. He has a very, he has and then that, he, he has that he, yoga he can, voice too. Bro. He's like, everything's everything is everything is always okay. And then he can do this thing where like he can move his stomach. Like he takes his shirt off and you can see him his stomach moving around. Oh weird. That is like a very uh, Buddha Buddhistic thing. Like, Did you guys go through this? Because uh, uh, what you just said made me think of something else where so in my twenties I didn't care about li- like living or dying. I was so oh, yeah. just like I don't care, you know, this next drink, this drink, you know, I don't care about anything. I'm so self-focused. And like, I've realized that in my thirties, uh, I mean, I'm still early thirties or whatever, but I'm, I'm starting to get more like, I don't want to die. Like I want to live and I want to like see what tomorrow brings and all that stuff. And like, I don't know. Like, it's just like you mentioned like kombucha and stuff like that. Like I'm starting looking at probiotics now and like all this stuff. Cause I just like, I'm excited about the prospect of the future like as dark as things are right now and like you know it's not good for a lot of people and we're trying to better it for everyone else like it still is important to like just be i don't know just be present i guess but i don't know if you went through that too i think it's for me it's uh, i've seen certain family members just pass away in a kind of aggressive way due to not taking care of themselves to the fullest and that scares me it's like being on my last few years of my life and it just my body just going downwards and hurting and mm. not feeling so that's why i stretch every day now i have my little green i still eat like crappy but i don't drink as much um yeah i, I stopped I drink, drinking too yeah, man I like he, he did a really good <laughs> job and then i just do my green powder drink you know what i mean so it gets Wait, all my did, vegetables did good job what what's the green powder drink is it like matcha it's uh it's just it's called it's like a meal replacement but oh, it okay. has like all the probiotics and all these vitamins and i i, I know people could be like they probably don't all get absorbed in your body, but I'm like, I literally eat no vegetables. I, I love people so. that say that stuff where they're like, well, I read an article that vitamins don't do anything. Who cares? I'm going to do them it's just because. It's a placebo because it's the power of belief. And but still, I, like, I, believe, like, I would rather just believe in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt me to believe in it and take a multivitamin every day. Like, yeah. it's like what's I'm, the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't do anything? I'm okay. Be like, okay, be a fruitarian. Be like, <laughs> you can't let the fruit come off the tree. You, oh, yeah. You have, that's that's yeah. the only, like, pure way Really, because people there's vegetarian. Oh, right. There's vegetarian. There's vegan. There's like people who are carnivores. But the only like pure way to be where you're not hurting anything on this planet is fruitarian, where you have to eat a fruit as it falls to the ground. You know, like from a tree. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. How do people live? I don't know. They're probably they live in forests. <laughs> But that's the only way because you're not <laughs> you're not taking you're not taking from the tree I, yeah. because it's it's on its way down and you know so yeah I don't know that's man. an impossible I, way I to live I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do that you know what but I say veganism like that's almost an impossible way to way to live for me because I'm not like, nowadays I can't really, you know it's getting easier I think it, it depends on your I think it depends on your pers- on your uh, perception yeah yeah perception like for example if, if you're a carnivore maybe one day you should start trying uh, vegetarianism and then you want to try a little more so you try veganism mm-hmm. maybe you start doing intermittent veganism where you only eat four hours a day you know like it gets started getting to that point my buddy gabe talks about how he basically i think he fast 18 to 24 hours you Dude, know? he's an animal i don't want to meet this guy he sounds he does, scary he does a 20, 72 hour fast Oof. sometimes dude no it's crazy this somebody guy's gonna take over the world my job old guy like really old 
did uh 18 days no eating i was Ooh. like well, oh no thank you i love yeah. i love bro, eating i went much, 26 man. hours no food no drink 26 hours bro at 20 hours i almost passed out but once it got to like get 20, that second win bro once you get 24 25 hours it's almost like your body refreshes itself it's so weird uh-uh, no thank you i do intermediate fasting uh intermediate yeah, fasting. like i don't eat breakfast i try not to eat after eight and then eat launch it like noon or whatever same here mm-hmm. i try to do that it's Dude, tough it's, though it's yeah. good though it's really it's good because you. you think about it it's like okay you don't really need to be eating all day long right eating is also once a thing another vice it's like Oh, I'm bored. I'm gonna go eat. Dude, that's I, how I know when I'm depressed, man. Yeah, when same I here. Just, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like, and that's why I have to go clean and do something yeah. to get my mind off that scariness. Like, cause I'm like, that's when I start wanting a beer. You know what I mean? And I don't drink beer like that, you know. Right. But I'm like, oh, a beer sounds so good right now. And I'm like, wait. Sometimes a beer does sound good though. <laughs> right. yeah, was, before we get, like, before we get off topic, <laughs> before we get off topic, I want to talk about the murals that you've been doing, right? Yeah. You've done a lot cool. of murals. You've done murals for Zap for Zappos and things like that. How did that get started? How did you decide this monster that you created, this this Yerman, yeah. that you want to start putting it out in public? And when did you get those opportunities to start doing that? Uh, everything happened really organically. Uh, I'm a big believer in just listening to the universe and I'm a, also a big believer in the power of words. And so if you, you can create what you want, if you focus on it enough Yeah. and I always wanted to, so I started doing art because I was an art collector. Like I was working at, uh, like a pretty big company doing marketing and it was my first job out of college and I was, you know, had a little bit of uh, bread in my pocket, you know, and I was like, all right, I feel pretty good. And so I started collecting these, these prints and uh, there was like a big resurgence. This is like 2000, maybe 10 or 2009 or something like that. And there was a big resurgence of pop art at the time. And there's all these artists doing this really cool movie posters. I don't know if you've heard of Mondo and Alamo Drafthouse and all these places, but they, they do uh, modern day uh, licensed movie posters. Because the art of movie posters is dead. Like every Yo, movie poster yeah. looks the same. Now, Everything. Right? You got to yeah. go back to the 80s to get yeah. that yeah. custom color and yeah. multi-dimensional aspect of it. Because I've watched this video, not to cut you off, but no, I, did, okay. I, I did see this video on YouTube where it shows like there's basically the teal and orange. You got the floating heads. Oh, God. You got, you got if it's a comedy a or if it's yeah. a romantic <laughs> comedy, you always got the guy and the girl and she's pulling on his tire yep. to show him who's boss. <laughs> so you know annoying. I mean? And they're it's so the lame. Same thing. And they're so lame every time. And, and it's so, the like, same color scheme for everything. Yeah, and they take the rock's head or jason statham's head or whoever's head and that's big in the middle and all that stuff and yeah the beauty like art movie posters are beautiful like you look at like nightmare before or nightmare on elm street yeah that's all hand painted that's crazy and it's beautiful or jaws or um any of these like you know old movies they have beautiful like drew struzan did indiana jones star wars et Back to the Future, and you look at these posters, and you go, "Holy shit! This guy got not only the likeness of the actors down, but he did a composition that's just like insane." Uh-huh. And so I started like studying art because I didn't go to art school. I went to UNLV for um, uh, uh, marketing. Is a longer degree title that, but it's essentially advertising and marketing. Okay. And so I never knew the rules of art. I still don't know the rules of art. I know what I like and I know, I think I know what looks good. I have a really strong uh, affinity for colors. And so I love um, softer palettes and things like that. And so I would, I would start looking at these movie posters and just like fall in love with these artists doing them. And I'm just like, man, their work is incredible. So like I said, I was, I had this first job out of college. I was making okay money. And so I would start collecting these movie posters. And so my house at the time was just like covered in, in uh, uh, you know, licensed movie posters. And so like 
cool, you know, huge Star Wars prints from Tyler Stout, or uh, I had a bunch of Obey from, she- you know, Shepard Fairey's yep. company, huge fan of his. And so I just, I just had all this art around me. And so I was constantly getting inspired. And then a couple years later, when my grandpa passed and that all happened, I was stuck in, I called it my cocoon of loneliness. That's what I, I called my house at the time. Cause it was just like, I was a, a caterpillar in a cocoon basically. And I was hoping that I could spread my wings one day and become a butterfly. But I knew that like, this cocoon was going to be for a long time. Yeah. And so when I was in my house, just like surrounded by this art, there would be times where I would just like stare at the posters and just stare at like the screen prints and just look at the lines and just like, it was something to do essentially. And it made me feel like a part of another world. I know it sounds weird, but like depression's an ugly thing. And like, you you know, it's, it's very one isolating and two, like it, it, it changes your mind a little bit, like the, the chemistry of your brain. And so like, I wasn't all there. And so I would look at these prints and like, I just really, really fell in love with just the the technique and like all this stuff. And so, you know, long story short to answer your question, the way I got started is just by falling in love with art. And I, and that was art school for me where I was just like looking at it a lot. And, um, you know, and I'm not romanticizing depression or romanticizing what I went through by any means, but like, it was, it was a very difficult time and my, and the only way that I could uh, essentially feel a part of this world again was like, I still have trouble talking, like I'm kind of like getting choked up even thinking about it because yeah. it really was, a, it was, it was a goddamn hard time and, and I don't wish that on anybody and I'm very thankful that Yerman was there to like help me through it essentially. That, that's, that's, that's a, so that's dope. a beautiful thing too though when you, when you allow your, um, your, your, your lows to help you get out of that low and to help connect with other people, right? Cause like you said, when when you go on, when you when you do these uh the, these shows or you do these motivational talks or you set up somewhere, Yerman is the way that you kind of connect with people and 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 it means something to you, but it means something else to somebody else. It too. does. It yeah. helps you a know? lot of people. Yeah. It does. I, I wish mean, I wish everybody could have something like that where mm-hmm. it's like this is what this is what I hate and like it sucks, but it's such a beautiful thing because it's letting me do so much in my life too. You know. Yeah. I mean, losing my grandpa was the hardest thing I've ever I've ever gone through, and I wasn't emotionally prepared for it. I didn't know how it was going to impact me. And the hardest part about it is that it didn't impact my family like it impacted me. And I thought that wasn't fair. And it, and you know, looking back, that's not a good way to look at it. But at yeah. the time, I was like, I was like, how come they don't feel this way? And like, how come I'm, you know, like yeah. I'm in the, you know, I can't get back to normal and all this stuff. And like, I just felt so alone. I felt like there was nobody I could talk to. And and. I, you know, it is tough. And like you said, like, yeah, Yerman is a way to break the ice with people. And, and I feel so, um, privileged to be in a place where people will share their stories with me too, because like, that's, that's a tough thing, man. Like to open up to a stranger about what you're going through. And, and, you know, I see it, I mean, at the convention, I saw it constantly when I do these talks, I see it constantly and people are just looking for someone to connect with, to know they're not alone. And, and if I can be there for someone for 30 seconds or you know, 10 minutes or whatever it is just to provide anything just to be like, you know, like take this Yerman sticker and hopefully it's there for you when you need it. And like those, the healing crystal Yermans that, that sold out at the show, I didn't even have to say what they meant because just naming them a healing crystal, people were tagging me on Instagram saying like, I know that this glow in the dark healing crystal Yerman will be there for me when I need to get out of the darkness. It'll be the bright spot to get me through. And that was like, you know, seeing that post specifically was like, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's man. beautiful. It really it's is beautiful. beautiful yeah. And, 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 and there's power to, to Yerman and, and I haven't fully figured it out yet because I don't think I'm meant to figure it out. I think I'm just the vessel that it's supposed to go through. And I know this sounds new agey and like, yeah, but I think that I th- like, I think uh, to be honest with you, when I first saw Yerman, I was like, this stands out. 
there's something about looking at it. Yeah, it's like, the it, eyes. It, it's so cute, but it like you also know what it is, right? Like, yeah. It, 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 there's and it more grabs to your it, attention, too. And it grabs your attention. And when I first saw it, I was like, dude, this could be, like, like, be a TV show I went show down right Fremont. I hope so. That's the goal. I've seen it. I've seen, what, what, what's the building it's on? It's on, on so I have one on the side of 11th Street Records that's that kind of hidden, okay, but yeah. then I also have one right next to it that's on an old laundromat. And then across the street, I just recently did Hatsumi, which is a restaurant that opened in Ferguson's. Yeah. Mm. So that whole block oh, is like Yerman Land. It says Yerman Land right there. Yerman gang. Kind of speaking out of egg out of ignorance like do you does that like you have to get like a city permit to do that or does the, the owner of the building just say oh go ahead that was through jen taller who was on the podcast jen, jen, jen and i have a good Shout relationship she's dope jen is she's a rock star dude she's, she's just a like, good positive energy to have oh around, my god man. Yeah, jen's the best crazy. um but yeah i've worked with jen on a couple of things um i was gonna open a pop-up shop there actually um but things just got busy we got out of you know touch with that but i i hope to do that someday but I yeah she had me come paint in, in uh airstream park too so there's a hidden mural in airstream park um yeah she's Dude, Jen Toller is the best. Yeah. Like, and what she's doing with Ferguson's is beautiful. Ferguson's is Ferguson's sick. is the shit, man. It's like, so that place tight. Is so sick. I think it's it's ahead of its time too, because it's like you know people don't fully know and appreciate what it is and what it's gonna be yeah. in the next five ten years. You know, I feel so good I when agree. I go down there. Me I just too. walk around. and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, I was like, damn, I wish I lived downtown. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I did too, man. Like, it's just you know, I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is you know, there's some cheap houses around there. One day, a little getaway. <laughs> so I'll just get one of those mini trailers. What are they called? The hey, Airstream. Airstream. I would, I would love to live in there, man. It's such a cool group of people to live in the Airstream yeah. Park. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, so the way I got into muraling is just trial and error. Right. Um, so, do you spray paint or paint, or sometimes, how do you do it? Yeah, it has to have a certain oh, okay. it has to have a certain texture to it because obviously, if it yeah. rains, it's gonna right. Um, yeah. So, there's, I mean, paint will withstand it. Uh, okay. I mean, it's uh, it's UV protected and all that stuff. Um, dude, nothing gives me as much anxiety as murals, though. I will say that, like. Murals stress me the hell oh, out. Oh yeah, because they're gonna be perfect. Because so big, and people can watch you. So like, people are walking by constantly, and if I hear one more person say, "You missed a spot," <laughs> dude, I'm gonna oh my go god, dad this. joke. <laughs> yes. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, <laughs> "Okay, pretty good." And now that I've heard it like a thousand <laughs> times, I'm like, "Okay." I hope I run into you so I can say that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. it makes my anxiety go crazy. Because yeah. then I really look at it and right. I go, "Did I miss a spot? Did they see something that looks bad?" Like it just makes me like, and I know it's all in good fun. I'm not mad at the person for saying. It, but yeah. like it, it triggers you it triggers me a little bit yeah it really does. it's a can trigger you do, point can you do headphones i do now yeah oh, hell yeah. yeah i have headphones now i mean because i mean i'm lucky dude like it's 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 a cool it's a cool path to be on to be able to paint sides of buildings and stuff like yeah. it is very cool and i feel super lucky just because like the laundromat specifically like i'm a big fan of downtown i've been in the downtown scene since uh insert coins days back in the day i remember the um, days insert coins is the best and so i would hang out like beauty bar griffin um i worked at insert coins back in the day started their digital presence all that stuff with laporte and it was super fun times and i remember driving by this laundromat and at the time it was like it was different down there there was nothing go i mean public us wasn't down there like was it was nothing. yeah it wasn't there was nothing going on and i remember driving by that laundromat specifically because i was going to a show at the bunkhouse and it just stood out to me i was like that building is special man it's got some kind of like energy that i just am attracted to and so i remember i did the side of 11th street records and i got done with it and it's the one that says you can't get lost if you don't know where you're going which um wasn't the plan on that one. It was supposed to say something else. But when I was out there, I noticed there was a lot of people that were transient. And um, I think that, you know, the homeless community here in town has a lot of mental health issues that the city so isn't sad. really, uh, you know, helping with. And so, you know, Nevada is really low on, on 
providing mental health resources. And so that was my message to the homeless population downtown. I haven't really talked about that ever, but it was like, you know, you might feel lost now, but you can't get lost if, if you don't know where you're going because, you know, like maybe tomorrow you'll find a job or maybe this or that. But like, I don't know, like things seem so dark here in the moment, but hopefully they seem brighter tomorrow. And it was like, you know, it's not a direct message or anything like that, but that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. of when, when I wrote it. Now it's become like an Instagram haven where, you know, people pose in front of it and all that stuff, which I'm thankful for as well, because without Instagram, you can't really, you know, Expand, get your work yeah. out there, which is crazy. But yeah, so when I did that mural, and I finished it up. I looked at the side of the laundromat again and I was just like, I felt this weird pool and it brought me back to 2011 or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, that's the building. That's crazy. And then I presented an idea to to Jen and it just so happens that that design that I did, the hear no evil, see no evil, um, is really special to her. And so she was like, I have to see Yerman doing that. And so then we worked together on it and then um, it was right in time for Life is Beautiful. And so I think Life is Beautiful was like the week after or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we got it up in time for that. And now... Um, yeah, it's been up for, I think I did that in like 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's another thing that I feel really lucky is that, um, murals get painted over all the time in Vegas because we live in a city yeah. that implodes buildings and there's no history. And, you know, unfortunately you, you kind of had to mention on another podcast, yeah. it's kind of like we live in a city that, that builds to destroy, Yeah, yeah. you know, kind of like all the casinos, they stay around for 20, 30 years. The city and they, moves. And they're gone. It moves. Yeah, yeah it's a it's city crazy. that moves. And so like when I first started murals, I, I was like, you know, if this stays up for a couple months, I'll feel lucky, um, whatever. And I haven't, I've only had one mural that was been painted over and that was in the art motel for Life is Beautiful. And it's only because Meow Wolf came in and did something else. And so of course that got painted over. But like for the most part, everything that I painted through the years is like a scrapbook and I can go back and walk through them and go, I remember I was going through this at that time and I was going through this at that time. And it's like, it's special to me, man. Like I can go to like Gold Spike just invited me back to retouch up the one that I did in like 2014 or something like that. So the beer garden area? And like, yeah, it's the beer pong area. And like, it's just crazy to me because like, everyone wants a mural at Gold Spike. It's like one of the most popular places downtown. They could have hired anybody, but Yerman means something to them too. Right. And they wanted to re-up it instead of painting over it. And like the fact that Yerman can mean something to people, even at that caliber, means a lot to me. And like, granted, the, the beer pong area at Gold Spike isn't the, the best place to have like a, a character that's based in mental health awareness. But the way I justify it is, like you said, we all have vices and maybe someone there is going through something and needs that message and maybe we'll see the eyes of Yerman or see that character or maybe even just see the character and look it up and we go, oh, that's what it means and maybe it will help them. And so that's how I justify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, because right. I like to only work with partners that understand the message and understand mental health awareness because that's really, really important to me because you know, I've been invited to do keynotes for pharmaceuticals and things like that, but I don't know how I feel about that yet. And if I don't have a direct like understanding of something. Right. I don't want to have the brand portray that right. because then it might portray something to somebody else. Yeah. And it's not that I have anything wrong with taking meds to, to get, you know, like to deal with bipolar syndrome or anything like that. It's just that I don't want to say that I have the answers to everything. And I don't want to go speak at a pharmaceutical that like, I don't know what pharmaceuticals they're selling. Yeah. Like I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. And so like, again, I know that synapses fire differently in, in people's brains. And I think it's, you know, I don't think people should get off their meds by any means. Like if you're prescribed meds, you should definitely take those and all that stuff. I just don't want my brand to portray anything or, you know, say something that like, I don't have full control over basically. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with not wanting to you have your brand associated with that side right. of things. Yeah. I mean, if you know a hundred percent about it, then yeah. But when you don't know about it, that is, if, if it came yeah. from your personal experience right. when you were creating, you know, depressed monsters, maybe that would be a different story, but to kind of have like a third party kind of, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so I've been really protective of it, man. Like yeah. it's it's been a it's been a um it's been a stressful journey. I'm not gonna lie. It's been <laughs> it's been a stressful uh you know lead up to where I am now. But like I like that I'm hoodie really though. Thankful. Yeah, dude, this is new, man. This That's isn't so even tight. released yet. This That's a dough hoodie. Prototype. So we got the the like thank you design on the front, and then I got so a full sick. color Yerman on the back. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah you gonna show you? It? No. Yeah, I'm not aware, bro. Ooh. Oh, you're so tight. There we go. Yeah. People see it on the podcast. Yeah, when are you going to animate them? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, so I, I told you I'm like really big on manifesting things and all that stuff. I still see I, it'll happen. Heck yeah. It'll happen. It's, it's on the, it's on the trajectory of my mind's eye, my third eye blind. Yeah. Right I see it happening, man. It's definitely one of those things you said you manifest, but also just the fact that where it started to where it is now and what you're doing it, with it. It's beautiful. It's been an up, upward trajectory, you know, so it's only a matter of time. And you'll never know, so. but <laughs> man, you probably helped so many people. Well, you guys heard it here in the morning you know, dinner podcast. He's going to create a TV show. It's going to happen. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you're going to over camera. <laughs> uh, so one of, the last things that, <laughs> one of the last things that I wanted to kind of tie in this, uh, this episode uh-huh. is you mentioned you were a musician as well. Yeah. How do you deal with the aspect of mixing your, you know, Depressed Monsters brand with your personal music? How how does that all work? Do you feel like they're intertwined? Are they completely separate? Yeah, that, I think how so. does that work? Um, so yeah, so I'm in a band. I'm in a new band called Fanes. Uh, I guess so. I kind of mentioned this, you know, earlier or uh, over an email, but uh, I started playing drums when I was 12, and around that time, like I grew up with skate punk. Like skate punk was my go-to music because for me it was like the most freeing music. It was fast drum beats with crazy guitars that weren't always tuned. There was no rules. You can just kind of do whatever you wanted. And then in high school, I found the clash and sex pistols and all that stuff. And like, yeah, they're quite right. And so like, and I had a friend in high school named Andrew, who's also a fashion designer. And he like, he just blew my mind with like, he's like, Hey, do you know the clash did this? And And I'm just like, wait, what? Like I thought I knew punk rock and all this stuff. And so I try to pull that into my business too, where it's like, there are no rules. Everything's a DIY ethos with depressed monsters. And like, even though I'm not making like, I mean, this one's different because this is on a black hoodie and stuff like that. But for the most part, my designs are all really colorful and I use like uh, blues and pinks and oranges and yellows and stuff like that. And so like the way I describe it now is like, it's a punk rock DIY ethos, but with bright graphics to help you make, you know, like, hey, make you feel better essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the way music ties into that is like, I have always been super influenced by music, man. Like that's my, as soon as I wake up in the morning, the headphones are on, I'm listening to music. Wherever I go, I'm listening to music because it's the thing that drives me. It always has. And I mean, granted, I don't listen just to punk rock anymore. Like, you know, I listen to just about everything, but it's still that driving force of like you can do anything you put your mind to as long as you just work hard at it and continue at it so with the band um i was in a band a couple years ago called moon boots and and it was super fun man like i was playing drums in that and uh i was in a band with uh my friend coulter who we've been friends with like for 10 years wait you were in a band called moon 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 boots moon boots yeah did you ever did you ever come to our studio Maybe I think didn't we, we do an interview? We didn't. Was it us that did the interview, or was it Kyle? It was Kyle? Kyle, but we filmed it. Yeah, but Kyle for the Vegas live session. I was super. Yeah, behind I, the I wasn't there that one. But oh, yeah, you were we, there. Yeah, but okay. yeah, they went to that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, they were we mad at me because I booked it and then I didn't show up. Oh damn! <laughs> I, See, I had something been, else that happened. That would have been crazy. Yeah, we talked yeah. about the uh, the the other Moon Boots, the DJ DJ Moon Boots. He's dope though. I he's pretty dope. I've seen him so many times because he's he's a he's a funky. Yeah, he's great. We didn't yeah. even realize there was another Moon Boots. 
notes. And yeah, so we started notes. getting people listening to us and we're like, oh shit, well, we don't get in trouble for that. But anyway, that band broke up and uh, I took a long break from music and I started feeling empty. Like I was like, man, I'm not, cause music's a different creative bone. Like you flex a different creative bone when you're playing music because yeah. you're in a band with other people and you're you know, throwing ideas at other people and all that stuff. And like visual arts is so isolating because you're just sitting there designing on an iPad or painting on a canvas. And yeah. It's just you and, and that canvas. But when you're a band, you have, you have it's a democracy. Canvases, yeah. yeah, it's a democracy. Everyone has an equal say. And like, or at least I, I like to think that. And, and, you know, everyone has an opinion. And so you're creating something that everyone has their hands on. And that's really beautiful to me because you're going to create something that's different than you imagine it. And so after taking that break from music, I realized I was like, man, there's something like so missing from from uh, my life right now. And I finally figured out it was music. And so around that time, my dad uh, gave me a guitar for my birthday. He's a big guitar fan and all that stuff. And he's uh -huh. always like, he's wanted me to play guitar since I was a kid and all that stuff. And so I, I was like, man, this would be a cool way to connect with my dad. And like, uh, I, you know, I, I would really like to be able to talk guitar with him. Like, I think this would be kind of cool to have a father-son bonding thing or whatever. Yeah. And so I taught myself how to play guitar. And uh, during that time, Coulter was jamming with a couple other people in town. And so I went and played drums with them. And then that disbanded. And then I told Coulter, I was like, hey, man, I, I taught myself how to play guitar. What do you think? I don't know. I know some power chords. Like, what do you think? And he's like, I just learned how to play bass. Maybe we can learn together. And so like, <laughs> he's like, I think he's 48. I'm 33. We're just two grown men, like in a garage acting like high Jamming. school kids. Yeah. Like we're in a garage band. And so it was super fun because we were so much patience of like, where's your finger right there? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Mine's right there. And so like, you don't get to do that <laughs> when you get to be an adult, like learning that capacity. And so right. it was really cool. And then we brought my friend Curtis on who I've been friends with for since high school. And uh, we were in a, a band like way back in the day. And then we started jamming, auditioning drummers. I was getting like a little bit better at guitar. And Curtis was telling me like, he's showing me the, the basics. And then we brought my friend Eric who I taught how to play drums back in the day. And we started this band called Fanes. And so it's been like two years of us just making songs and, uh, we're, we, uh, yeah, it's been really cool, man. Like we've just been doing originals and, uh, we've been playing some cool shows. We opened for Cayucas, um, who's a super awesome. We opened for Sponge, who's an old nineties band. Uh, we just opened for Buttertones at a sold out show at Bunkhouse. Nice. And so like, I've dreamt about that, man. Like that's, you know, that's so tight. Like that's just crazy. I, I messed up so much during that show though. Like you couldn't see any of the frets and I'm not good <laughs> enough to like know where the guitar is. So I'm just hitting wrong that's notes. That's crazy you're doing that though. It was fun, man. But see, I get scared. I'm like, oh, me too. Oh, my anxiety. Cause I, I DJ and I know that's nowhere close, but I also, you know, I play the bass shitty. And the piano, shitty, but it's still fun doing it. You punk know rock, I mean? baby. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> it's, be it's definitely a different creative creative outlet. It now. is, and like we were talking about earlier, it's good to have those outside of like your 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 artistic, you know, your main uh, brand creation to have something else too to yeah. kind of like even out the time. Because you know, we all we get exhausted sometimes, man. If you do the same thing all the time. Repetition yeah. is repetition pretty. is the killer, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. and so change it up. But dude, I had like the um, you know those nightmares you have where maybe you're naked and people are looking at you or like you're standing in front of a crowd, not doing something right. I was, we were playing at Bunkhouse and we debuted a new song that I wrote. And it's the first song that I fully wrote. And it's the first song that I've ever like fully sang on because uh -huh. I don't sing. Like I've never considered myself a singer, but it's just one of those things where I just want to try things at this point in my life. I just want to try things. And if it's fun, I'm going to keep doing it. If it's not, I'm going to stop doing it. And so 
like I, I sing another song, but I kind of like scream sing it, you know, like not screaming, but like kind of yelling. And so it's easier mm-hmm. to project your voice. It's easier to like hide behind it, not sounding good or whatever. Your voice must be wrecked after a show. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> and so, but this is the first one where I was like serious. I was just like, like I sing, I'm like, la, la, la. like it's really like a, a low song. Yeah. And so we have like this high energy set where we're all like jumping around on stage. And then all of a sudden we're like, all right. And we had a heckler on my left. And so I'm trying to like appease this heckler. And then I'm also trying to like <laughs> tell, like he keeps just going faster faster and i'm like i i don't know what you oh okay we'll what try that mean? That, yeah like what do you want faster and so i go we're not gonna go faster we're gonna slow it down and so we slow it down to our slowest song but like the crowd wasn't ready because i didn't prep them well enough and so i'm sitting there playing this slow song <laughs> staring at a crowd just staring at me not doing anything just going they're confused and i'm starting to sing i can't hear anything in my monitors and and there's no reaction from the crowd. I'm yeah. hitting wrong notes on the guitar, and I'm just sitting there just going, oh my God, this is the most embarrassing thing. So you don't have a thing. panic attack? I, I mean, would have had I a panic did. attack. It was See, I would have been like, oh, that was I would have been like doing this. But it was again, like I always think about, and I'm stupid because everyone talks about punk rock, but like I always think about punk music and like- The rawness of the it. The rawness yeah. of it. And like Sex Pistols, you know, Sid Vicious didn't know how to play bass, and he was hitting wrong notes all the time, but- you know, people revere them as one of the, I guess, one of the best bands of all time. I always go back to that thing I said. I don't like perfection. Yeah, me After either. a certain point, perfection just gets boring. I agree. If you want to hear perfection, go listen to the recorded track. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're, if you're there to see a show, you want to hear I want everything. To hear you want to hear I what do like, too. You're human. You're human. Nah, nah, I'm saying, human. I'm not saying like play the worst show you yeah. ever played. <laughs> no, of course but not. But those little imperfections is like kind of what gives it. Its, it makes it a show. It makes it a show. Yeah. Like, you know you were there. You know nothing was you're not being tricked like right. you know what i mean like, like i like when your voice cracks i'm like oh this yeah, shit happens, yeah. Bro. i thought you were like, saying that to me i was like what you've heard my voice crack? <laughs> <laughs> i was like, huh? I was like oh shit. Yeah. have you guys recorded any uh music yet yeah so we've been releasing a single every week for the past uh two months oh and so we're on spotify uh it was called fangs right yeah it's f-e-i-g-n-s it's funny because fangs is a real word that means like um pretending to care or something like that okay and uh i i came up with it because i wanted to have a shirt that had fangs on it but then misspelled fangs or fangs and i just thought that'd be funny then i was like oh wait that's a real word and then we just kind of rolled with it and then our logo is uh is actually a stress a stress self-portrait that i did but then coulter he's an amazing graphic designer he de-skinned the whole thing and he made it his own so nice. it's like a cool collaboration between I us see. and all that stuff yeah, so we, we should do a t-shirt cool. like that no. bro it says morning breakfast yeah you yeah, should since everybody, <laughs> calls, everybody it calls it morning breakfast yeah, bro, I, was, morning I thought dinner. you just said it and I was just like yeah man <laughs> <laughs> bro they, why'd you gonna say it <laughs> yeah, dude, we, we already hit the hour and 20 minute mark oh we're running uh, long yeah yeah okay. so okay so b- before we wrap up uh, yeah. do you wanna give the kind of do you have anything coming up any kind of yeah I got a big announcement if you want it do it so I mean scoop it kind of debuted in the OC Weekly yesterday, um, but I don't think anybody actually read that part of it. The OC Weekly. If you got to read it. Yeah, people, Orange County. Okay. Yeah. So it was people need to visually. Some LA press, which was cool. Um, but yeah, people need to actually hear it and like see yeah. me say it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 2020, uh, I just had a meeting with them uh, two days ago, but Depressed Monsters is launching at Hot Topic uh january 14th dang <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty so, big announcement man yeah, it's pretty All dope. hot topics that's the first time i've been able to say it that's or just crazy Cali. uh no we're testing in like uh we're testing in, i think 200 stores it's like the that's, yeah that's tight it's it's big time yeah so what's the feeling Congrats, like knowing man. that you created this thing 
way back in the day. It's cool to now see it with a major brand like Hot Topic. It's cool, man. I grew up with Hot Topic. Hot That's Topic, a major is, brand. It's. I That's think it's crazy. the cool. I think it's one of the coolest retail. I, it's the coolest retailer by far. But I think it's like just a cool brand. You yeah. know, like it's Hot Topic. Like they still right. sell Jenko jeans. Yeah, I was talking about that with <laughs> yeah. someone at Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool, man. So late January fourteenth, we're launching with three SKUs. We're gonna test it. Hopefully, it does well. We're gonna do a big push in May for Mental Health Month. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked, dude. We're doing a one Yerman shirt and then um, a Skella Heart shirt. So they're gonna have three exclusives, and then uh, we're gonna be doing some other stuff. Good after shit, that man. Too. Congrats, so, bro. Yeah, here's a congrats. question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this question for all my big people out there. You got any three X, four X? What's up, man? So that's so okay so i'm not gonna lie that's the hardest thing to do as a fashion designer is yeah. like is like figure out the size and i've always we, tried to be good about it but it's so hard to find suppliers that actually make a good shirt like that well not, but now hot topic will be able to do it it's not even just that though is the fact that the demand is not as high for it because we noticed when we were making our shirts we're like what size is the most common like you know what people order the most yeah and it's always small medium and large those right. are the three ones that kind of like are 80 90 percent yeah what 100%. people buy right yeah you know, then you get like a it's like X, shoes. Shoes is tall. like nine and a half, ten and eleven. Yeah, and ten and a half. It's like those are your major. Which makes it good shoes. though if you have like a size twelve, you can go to Ross and get the Air Jordans. Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there for you. Um, but yeah, so that's the announcement. Oh. So I need everyone watching this January fourteenth go to Hot Topic and buy a shirt because uh, we got to prove that this is big time so we can keep growing it. Yeah, man. We'll let Bro, everybody just save know. Save money yeah. and go buy. We'll, we'll make it. <laughs> like, make it. Uh, it's doing. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and make this an Instagram story, a little snippet. Hell yeah! People can check it out. Uh, but thank you for joining us, man. We thank really you so appreciate much, you. We appreciate you dropping that major announcement on our podcast. Uh, it was it was fun talking to you about a about a topic that not a lot of people talk about, and I yeah. hope our listeners take away a lot from it. More yeah, I hope so too, about. man. Like this has been a blast. Thank you so much for the conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Of course, man. We're gonna yeah. go ahead and put all your information down in the description down below. Cool. Uh, your band, your music, your your depressed a monstrous brand everything so thank you for joining us and yeah. everybody's tuning in we'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner don't look at this camera bye yeah. see you later every time i come in the kitchen you in the kitchen in the goddamn refrigerator i sure am hungry that wraps up episode 86 of the morning dinner podcast if you're still sticking around don't forget to like and then comment and then subscribe because we need all that engagement y'all don't forget to follow us on instagram all social media platforms and maybe even facebook man if you got if you got a cousin on facebook let them know y'all i got this page morning dinner they post every day they post content Ryan is really dope at drawing and uh, just the fact that he came up with the character Yerman out of his own self-depression. Um, I've heard of him. I've heard him on other podcasts yeah. where he talks about it and it's pretty oh. like an open thing. I've just seen him. I did not. I did not know he was a. Um, to be honest, I didn't know he was a musician uh, before the podcast. Like he sent us over the bio mm -hmm. and everything. Check him out on social medias, and we'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner. Skinner. <laughs>